Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. On today's episode, I'm going to tell you a shit story. And uh, I know you're like, what? Women have a lot of pee stories. Women piss their pants a lot and men shit their pants. I didn't quite shit my pants, but I I almost did. And I want to tell you this story. And I know you're like, well, what, what does this have to do with self-betterment or love or relationships or anything under the umbrella of um, helpful? You know, I have uh, over 700 episodes. I think it's okay that I tell a shit story once in a while or, or maybe just once, you know. But before I get to my shit story, and, and also, uh, if if you listen to this story and it gets you out of your head for 20 minutes and you're not thinking about your problems, then, you know, that's, that's kind of, um, I think that's okay. I think that would fall under the umbrella of helpful. All right, before I get to, <laughs> before I get to my shit story, I have a, I have, I have a fart story and, and the fart story is actually very traumatic um, the fart story is, was more humiliating than the almost shit story. So let me give you a little backstory. I grew up in Los Angeles. And, uh, when you grow up in LA at, at some point in your life, um, you will do extra work, right? And I did, I did extra work for a summer on the, uh, original 90210. And I remember that this was like the hottest show on TV, I think I had just graduated high school, and I remember it was the show to be on as an extra because uh, the show was very successful. They had a big budget, so they were feeding their extras like steak and lobster or what everyone else was was eating. And you know, you just you just sat on the beach and played volleyball all day and got paid for it. And I remember watching these rich, successful kids. And I thought, and they were like, you know, they were washing their um, $100,000 cars. And this is the 90s, so um, it would be equivalent to like a $250,000 car today. And I'm sure they had many of them. And uh, I remember my life, comparing my life to theirs. And it's it was different because I was on the set and they were like 25 feet in front of me. And, and when you're watching a show on television – and you don't live in Los Angeles, you know, it's fantasy, there's distance, it's out there. But when you're doing extra work and you live in LA and you could literally walk up and touch these people, you're so close to that fantasy life. And I remember feeling like, fuck, what what is what is their life their life's like? And, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it was stressful, I'm sure. Um, you know, it was different than it appeared from the outside. But I remember at like 19, just graduating high school, um, not knowing what I was going to do with my life, not even applying to the US, the UC schools because I couldn't get in and I wasn't, I didn't have the grades. So I was just going to Cal State Northridge, thinking about joining a fraternity and uh, having not much direction in my life, didn't know what to major in. And here I was standing in front of uh, kids my age, maybe a little bit older, uh, multi-millionaires famous. And I was just like, wow, I wonder what that, that is like. I still wonder what that is like. Anyway, um, I don't know what 
that story has to do with my fart story. Oh, so so if you live in L.A. and you grew up in L.A., then yes, yeah, yeah, at one point you were a movie extra. And then at, at one point you also took acting classes. You know, at one point you submitted yourself for commercials. And um, I took a, a, an acting class once one summer and I <laughs> – uh, the 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 acting teacher praised me for this one scene I did where I took the song from Counting Crows, Mr. Jones, and I turned it into a monologue where I pretended like I was um, kind of this crazy person who had an imaginary friend and lying on the couch of his therapist's office, ironically. I didn't know I was going to be a therapist at the time. And I took the lyrics of the song, Mr. Jones, and I just said them uh, as, a, as a monologue. Um, Mr. Jones and me, like he was crazy and had this imaginary friend. Anyway, I got a lot, a lot of praise for that. And so I thought I was hot shit. And I was like, oh, I'm good at this acting thing. So the next scene, uh, it required me coming. I forgot what it was from a movie. And I remember coming out and I thought, I'm going to do something unique. Um, I'm going to pull my pants down. There was a reason why I was going to pull my pants down. And uh, as I'm saying this, I, I'm kind of uh, reminded that uh, – it's kind of a pattern in my life, pulling my pants down. And uh, I did it. And as I was coming out to perform this in this little back house, which was the acting class, uh, I pulled my pants down and I farted. And I didn't, it wasn't loud. So there wasn't the sound, right? It was silent. But of course, the silent ones do not smell that good. The silent ones are the ones that really, um, are the ones that empty rooms. And it was a tiny studio room in my acting teacher's back house. Pulled my pants down to do this. I don't know why I did that. And uh, I came out to do this scene and I farted. No one heard it, but people in the front row, I'm sure smelled it. But they, they did something really polite. They, they, I could tell that I could tell they smelled it, but they didn't make any faces cause they didn't want to hurt my feelings. And as I was doing the scene, I was like horrified. And I, I mean, what do you do? Do, do you, you know, you're, 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 you're in the scene now. Do you like stop and announce it? I mean, I didn't know what to do. I just went with it. And it's like, everyone knew that I knew that they knew, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I was the first one to go. So after that, I was stuck in that room for two hours, um, completely embarrassed and humiliated. Anyway, that's my my fart story. Now to my shit story. I was on a date, and we uh, gonna we were going to go on my motorcycle and ride to Malibu or ride to the beach. And right before we went, we stopped by a smoothie place and got some crazy green shake and uh, it didn't sit well with me. I didn't have a problem with it, but the ride from Los Feliz to Malibu is like an hour. And so I'm on this motorcycle. She's on the back. And of course, you know, the vibration of the motorcycle stirring up this uh, green shake that didn't agree with me. And uh, I feel like, okay, I kind of have to go to the bathroom. I'm not sure, but I could hold it, whatever. Not a big deal. We get to the destination, you know, after canyons and swerving and all that. Uh, if you're familiar with Malibu, there are no rest. There are no restrooms on the beach. You, you, there, there's um, restaurants. So I pull into this restaurant, 
And um, right when I got off the motorcycle, I was like, oh my God, it's going to all come out. And so I'm clenching my ass. And and remind re, let me remind you, I'm on a date. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what she was. She was probably like, what the fuck is going on? So I get off the bike and I just beeline toward the first restaurant. And it was um, Jeffrey's, Joffrey's. Right there on the on the shore break on the beach, and I remember walking down the driveway with my ass clenched, and I looked like a I must have looked like a penguin from behind. I did not say a word to my date because I didn't know what to say. I just like I just got off my bike and just started going because I knew that if I let go of the clench of my ass, it would just all come out. And I, I mean, I'm also on a more like what do I do? I don't have a change of clothes. I'm on a date. I have, we're on a motorcycle. Were you know, I was like, oh my god, I was just panicking. And so I'm hobbling like a penguin, beelining to the restroom, and she's probably like, What the fuck is this guy doing? And uh she doesn't say anything. I mean, maybe she thinks I'm playing some kind of maybe she thinks I'm flirting. This is what 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 I do. I don't know, but I, I go to the I go past the hostess stand, find the restroom. I mean, I, I'm like any second it's going to come out, I'm just sweat, you know, I'm holding on to one helmet, sweat coming out of my pores. And it's one of those restrooms where it's single, like it's only one thing, right? So I, I not, the door's locked. So it means it's occupied and just sudden panic. Now I'm in public in front of people. So if I, um, if I let it go, it's going to be a whole scene, right? Uh, it's not like, where moments ago I could have just like ran into the bushes. I would have been embarrassed in front of my date. Um, but, but that's one person. Now I'm in a public place. The men's room is locked. So I checked the women's room. It's unlocked. I walk in and there's a woman standing there and she's doing her makeup. We make eye contact and she kind of smiles embarrassed for me because it's basically, Oh, he went into the wrong restroom. Not a big deal. I run past her and now she's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? She bolts out of the restroom and I go into the bathroom stall. And as I'm um, pulling my pants down, it all comes out. It all comes out. And uh, I remember thinking, okay, I'm in the woman's room. I just almost shit my pants. Uh, thank God. But at the same time, it all came out. So like on my shoes, on my underwear, like it's all over the floor. And uh, I have, I'm on a date technically. So she's outside wondering where I'm at. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. Uh, we came here on a motorcycle, and I'm like, what? <laughs> What am I going to do? And I, and I could feel like the manager is probably going to knock on the door at any second. Oh, so I do everything I can to kind of clean myself up. And uh, 
slip out of there just relieved that it could have been exponentially worse. I go out. My date's gone. I don't blame her. I'm looking around for her. And uh, I finally find her. And she's like, I think she said, you know, where did you go? Um, But we had this knowing. She said, where did you go? And I was like, oh, I just, you know, went to the restroom. And I think when I said restroom, she kind of played everything back like the end of the sixth sense. And she was like, oh, shit. Okay, he had a shit. And so it was one of those things we didn't talk about. It was weird for three seconds. We got back on the bike. I felt lighter. I felt I don't remember the rest of the date. Um, there, there was no there was no more dates after that. Uh, I could tell you, but um, that was my that was my almost shit story. It was the only one I've ever had, and I remember it because um, it was traumatic. It, it it was straight up traumatic. I remember, you know, when you when you when you have a um, when you go through trauma, like when you have. I, I, you know, I've been down on my motorcycle, meaning I've been in accidents and, um, everything goes into slow motion, you know, and I've luckily have not never been hurt, but I've hit cars on my motorcycle and that, you know, split second turns into 10 seconds. Everything goes into slow motion. Uh, Dak Shepard has a theory on this, which I think was really smart. I, I don't remember it, but, but why everything goes into slow motion. Um, I think obviously, you, you know, everything is hyper mode. Um, and I think you're taking in information at such a speed that it almost like, it feels like it's slow motion, but it's more of you taking everything in. Uh, I mean, it, it's your, your, your body, you know, in fight or flight in protection mode. And, uh, me almost shitting my pants. I was in that state. It, it, everything was in slow motion. And I remember even like walking past the hostess stand, the amount of information that all my senses absorbed in uh real time was like it was like the the uh, cinematic mode on your iphone going from video to cinematic mode everything was rich i could sense um the expression on people's faces i could sense uh the energy in the room i could sense everything and and i remember while i almost shit my pants i was thinking to myself because being in that state of trauma and panic, but at the same time being aware of time slowing down and you taking in just exponentially more than you normally do because you're 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 in fight or flight and you're in panic. Um, I w- I remember thinking, why why isn't every day like this? And I thought, like, man, if we could be if we could access this state, unfortunately. Um, you could access it by being in, in, in panic and, and going through something traumatic, but, or, or, you know, running into cars on your motorcycle. But if you could access the state, everything would really be in color. And, uh, cause I remember how mindful I was without actually trying to be mindful and what I noticed and how, I mean, I wasn't thinking about taxes, you know, I was, uh, completely present in this state of Trump. I also remember, and I, and I think this is why when we play things back, like from high school and stuff, um, things that had like, you know, the time you got into a fight or, uh, for me, the, the, the time that someone, uh, stole my skateboard, you know, things like that. Um, there was a time when I was, uh, 
at bat. I think I was in ninth grade and this, the, the pitcher, he was calling me, uh, he was saying chinky chinky. And I remember like everything went to slow motion. I remember, um, I remember that day like yesterday. Right. And so a lot of times when we're playing things back from the past, they're so vivid and, and, and we remember them because that imprint is so deep. And I think part of that is because it was traumatic that we are absorbing everything, um, rich, richly as time slows down. I also remember, uh, and I think I mentioned this on my podcast once, um, do you remember the, I mean, you, you remember your first sexual experience, but I remember, um, the first time that I got head and it was in, um, I was, I was a little bit, it was a, a late bloomer. So this, I was, I think 17 cause I lost my virginity at 18. Um, I, I, I would have lost it sooner, a couple years sooner, but she was on the back of my scooter and um, I, re I really wanted to have, I really wanted to lose my virginity to this girl because I had such crush on her. She was a girl that went to private school that everyone was attracted to. She was on the back of my scooter and she told me she wanted to have sex with me that night. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to happen. And we were on my little, little Honda scooter. We had nowhere to do it. We had nowhere to do it. Our parents were home. There was nowhere to do it. It wasn't a car we were on. And so um, I missed that opportunity. But a year later, um, I was making out with this girl in my friend's bedroom. My friend was Korean. And uh, I remember I, I didn't really like her. It was very convenient. She was only here for the summer. And so we just kind of like were hooking up, making out. And uh, I remember she asked me if I ever, if I had ever gotten head before. And I was like, no. And I think she thought I was lying because I was 17. And I think she thought I was trying to like play her or, 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 uh, uh, try to, try to make myself like do the whole pity party. Like, Oh, I'm 17. I've, 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 I wish, but I've never done, I've never had that experience. And you know, um, if you're open to it, <laughs> but, uh, then she started, I remember she disappeared under the, um, the Korean blankets and they were like really, um, they were like rainbow color. They were very bright. And just as she started to do it. And by the way, uh, because I've never had this done before, uh, holy shit, the feeling, the feeling of it, it mean, feels like, uh, it felt like me going underwater, like kind of like, I mean, I, I can imagine the chemicals shooting into my little 17 year old brain. And, uh, just as she started, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening. My friend bangs on the door and says, hey, we got to go. Let's go. Let's go. Then she pops back up. And I was like, you know, Steve, hold on. And uh, kind of asked her to keep going. <laughs> anyway, those um, those were only a few seconds. Those were only a few seconds. But, but those seconds, I think maybe like 15 seconds, um, high definition in my brain. My point in telling this story is it's not only trauma, but also I think new experiences like that, um, that can slow time down and we receive the experience in such richness, 
um, I think part of it is just chemically, you know, like the, the amount of dopamine that's shooting in your brain, but also the fact that it's a new experience that it's imprinted in our memory. And when we play it back, of course, we're not playing it back as the adults today. We're playing it back. So for example, that incident, I'm when I play it back, I'm playing it back through the eyes of a 17-year-old who's never gotten oral sex before. So because that's the memory that was stored, right? And so me playing that back, it's very vivid. Anyway, I'm going to end with bringing it back to breakups because um, I'm working on a – my sixth book is uh, about breakups and me helping people through breakups, expressing my story and client stories, uh, sharing that why do I say expressing? Because I say express yourself a lot in therapy rooms. Uh, I'm going to bring it back to breakups. So I think um, a lot of times our expired relationships, our breakups, because they may have been traumatic or because they may have been um, a new experience. And so the imprint is fresh, right? Because it's a new experience, right? Anytime you have a new experience, that imprint is fresh. And so because of that, I think that whether we're playing back the highlight reel or the shit that went wrong, just a, just a relationship itself and the, the breakup, um, we're playing back something through old lenses and there's going to be a richness there that is going to bring up a lot of feelings that may not be true to what it really was. Does that make sense? So like if I was to go back, if I was to go back, like if I was to go back in a time machine and see myself get off the motorcycle and hobble like a penguin to the the, the restaurant because I'm about to shit my pants. Like if I was to see that, from the outside, kind of like in the movie Back to the Future where he got to come back and, and see the whole scene. It, I don't think it would have been, in truth, the same as what I experienced internally. You know what I'm saying? Um, because me being in it and, exp and seeing it through those eyes at that time, is it's very amplified. My point in saying this is as we play back old relationships, as we play back breakups and, you know, um, who we had crushes on or who broke our heart or what happened, um, I think it's something to consider, you know, to know that it's like when you go back to your um, elementary school and you're like, holy shit, look how tiny those chairs are. I never remember those. I remember those chairs were huge, you know. Um, it's because your memory is of when you were that age playing back what happened. And so – when you're playing back relationships, uh, when you're playing back the highlight reel, when you're playing back, you know, old, old uh, events, especially love experiences, um, they're, you're, you're not playing back them in an honest way. You're playing back them through the lens of who you were at that time when you had that experience. So just something to consider to know if you are going through a breakup or if you just kind of like have a pattern of playing back old, like if you feel like someone got away and you're playing back the highlight reel, right? Um, know that that uh, is probably not truth, but uh, it is how you saw it at that time. Anyway, 
Thank you for listening. I hope for this uh, last 22 minutes, you were not thinking about uh, things that you were, uh, that are bringing anxiety, but uh, just kind of following along with me and my shenanigans in today's case, a shit and fart story. Thank you for listening. Be well. Be well.